Starting a business can be exciting, but it also can be daunting. Where do you begin? On today's podcast, we speak with James Kwan of Figments, who's developed seven steps to help small business owners start, scale, and thrive. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. I'm Bill with W. Parmentier Photography. I'm Justin of Justin Kerr Design. I'm Alicia with the Spark Social. And together we make up the, the Marketing, marketing Essentials, Essentials team. team. So today we have James Kwan with us today. Welcome, James. Hey, everybody. Uh, let me give a quick bio before we get started. Today, we're meeting with James Kwan, the CEO of Figment's Digital Creative Marketing. His marketing agency helps clients with lead, demand, and revenue generation through inbound marketing techniques. With Figment's, James has led his agency to year-over-year double-digit growth, digital growth, as uh, is written here in the notes, <laughs> with 20 employees and hundreds of client serves. In addition, he has also created nine other businesses and has helped hundreds of small businesses start scale and thrive james welcome Ugh. <laughs> Too much there for you? i hate hearing it but, really uh, why is that i don't know it's uh i'm, I'm i try not to take the limelight i'm like uh well you know we, we, we gotta we gotta tell who you are and why you're with us today. i appreciate it i like i like being here thank you again for inviting me this is i good. guess we say welcome back because you, you. you've yeah. actually been on our podcast once before yes i'm excited to be back at the table see your good-looking faces Aw, thanks. Yeah. That's why we stay behind the mic. Yeah, yeah. We have we have faces built specifically for podcasting, audio only. Uh, you beat me to it. Yeah. yeah. So last time James was here, we talked a little bit about your marketing agency, what you guys provide. Today we're here on a different note because yes. you have been working on a online course, mm-hmm. and it's seven steps to help businesses, as you say, grow, scale. And thrive. Did I get that right? Start, scale, thrive. Yeah. Start, scale, thrive. Okay. We'll get it by the end of the podcast. We'll, we'll, have it, we'll have it down pat. <laughs> so before we jump into the seven steps, I was talking to James off the air and there's a big why yeah. to this. Yeah. And I think that's important. There's a few different reasons uh, I started this course. One was I needed a hobby. Um, I was watching too much TV. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't have a month, enough going on there's, with nine there's businesses? There's a lot going on. Uh, and I like, I like having a lot of crazy things going on. Um, but I started to help these small businesses who um, just were looking to start up. I had some friends, some family who uh, needed to make some extra money. And I thought, yeah, this, I'd, lo- I'd love to help you. And it just took too much work. There was a, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of things that, uh, that we need to really like start from scratch from. Um, so I, I, f- I realized I needed a framework. Um, but what I realized when I started to put it together was that uh, there's this something that really breaks my heart is my friends and, um, uh, associates, people I meet, uh, from high school, from church, uh, who have good paying jobs and hate their life basically mm. who, you know, wake up every day and just dread going to work and work is a four letter word. And I hate mm-hmm. that. My, there were four of us in this room just nodding as you said. Yeah, exactly. going, yeah. Yep, we know that one. Um, and so I think business is this amazing tool. It's this amazing asset that most people are scared of, I think, to, uh, to approach and, uh, and leverage it because, um, it feels daunting. It feels like, um, like buying a house the first time or feels like, uh, you know, this crazy big thing that seems unachievable, but it's so much easier than most people expect. And so, um, I wanted to, I wanted to build something where it, it can help people who are, um, looking to get out of the rut and also, um, thrive, 
in and of themselves, like find the joy in which they were designed for. Yeah, 100%. When we were talking, this is a quote I took directly from you. So I love this. I truly believe that everyone should have a side hustle or a position that allows them to feel like they're fulfilling their life mission. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And there, every person's mission is so unique. It's the uh, chariots of fire. If you remember chariots of fire, mm-hmm. that Eric little, you know, I don't, I don't run just to win. I run because when I do, I feel God's pleasure. I feel this like yeah. I'm doing the thing I was built for. Right. Sure. Um, and I love that. Uh, and just kind of brass tacks. There are just incredible advantages to having a business. There's incredible tax incentives. Um, it's, uh, it's something you love and dreamed of and, and you're, you're passionate about your hobby. You can kind of create that as a business. Uh, and I see a lot of business owners who are, uh, you know, solos trying to kind of break the, uh, break that plateau or break that hump. Yeah. Um, and also people who are just really scared of just even entering it. Sure. I think for me, it's like the limit, limitless opportunity, you know, like you're in corporate, sure, you yeah. can climb that ladder, break that glass ceiling, <clears throat> yeah. whatever the saying is, but there's like a point where you, you, you can't really get farther, sure. you know, yeah, you're, yeah. you're going to plateau. And so owning a business allows you to craft that path for me. Anyway, that's, that's a big one. for oh, me. Oh, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the seven <sighs> steps you said that you were mentoring. I think you mentor here in Providence, you said? Yeah, I mentor at CIC, uh, which is the Adventure Cafe, the beautiful new building uh, mm-hmm. in Jewelry District. Uh, I mentor at SEG and I used to be a mentor at Beta Spring. So a few different places that I kind of spend time with mm-hmm. uh, entrepreneurs and small businesses. And you said you were getting a lot of the same questions. So that kind of led you to yeah, it's pre- creating pretty, a framework. Yeah, it's pretty much the same five to 10 questions over and over. It's like, you know, how do I get the capital? How do I get my first customers? How, do I, how am I going to market? Well, which channel should I market in? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a dozen things for each answer. Right. And, right. uh, it's always kind of starting in different places. And so I just realized I needed a, a, a systematic framework that people can follow, uh, and building the seven steps really interestingly, if we go through the seven steps, uh, my personal background is in design and marketing and that doesn't happen till step four, okay. four or five. That's good um, so it's, uh, you know, this is, this is crafted in a way that really uh, we're trying to break down what actually needs to happen at the beginning to, to mm-hmm. get off the ground. Oh. And so these are online courses, but the seven steps are kind of like a fun fundamental framework. Yeah. So do you want to just run, run through all seven yeah. and give us like a highlight? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, for yeah, one other caveat, <laughs> when I started doing research about, um, you know, just go online and search, uh, how do I start a business? You'll get uh, a ton of, ton of articles and, uh, all the, almost all those articles start with, all right, the first thing you need to do is get a domain and then build Should a I website. An yeah. Here? And yeah. then, you know, how am I going to register? And it's like that. Is, those are the, those questions are nonsense or those steps are nonsense. Well, yeah. Uh, build a website and put what in it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, especially for step one and it becomes daunting, right? A lot of them have step one, write a business plan, which I think is complete nonsense. Um, uh, I still haven't written one five years yeah, later. It's just, uh, they're just going to, it's going to be outdated the, uh, the moment you press save. So, um, Step one, I think, is an essential part of uh, of the process. I call it the hundred dollar test. It's basically spending a hundred dollars to uh, answer the three critical questions: Will people buy this thing or this service? Nice. Uh, how much will they pay? And where the heck are they? So those are kind of three questions that, when you're about to go into business, you assume that you know that they're out there and they're going to pay, uh, which is usually not true. So how can you spend a little bit of money and run some tests to figure out those questions, uh, and before you roll into everything else, and should that should happen before you do naming, before you do, you know, domain searches, before you build a logo, right? 
because uh, once you do those things, you'll you'll have better insight uh, about what those things should be. So uh, when you once you do that, uh, number two is I call it ten uh, find ten customers. So ten x in customers is uh, all about trying to develop your first set of real customers who will pay you potentially even more than your normal customers might pay you. Uh, you might sell your products in bulk or you might do consulting in the beginning uh, for what you're going to do in the long term. Uh, but what this helps is uh, you practicing sales, which is arguably the most important thing in business you have to be able to sell. Uh, so doing sales and then uh, right off the heels of that is you'll get, you're going to get some seed funding. So uh, you'll be able to raise something like five to $10,000 to launch the business. So, so critical step number two. Uh, number three is the three to six month runway. So this is all about um, starting, uh, registering, uh, figuring out your finances, how much, uh, how much money do you need until you go out of business, right? How can you last for another six months? Um, and that has everything to do with, Hey, how long did it take to sell those 10 customers that you had the step before? Um, so this is where it gets fun. So steps one, two, three are really about starting steps four through six are about scaling. So step four is maybe the most fun in my opinion is look bigger. It's all about branding website, uh, looking bigger than you are. And, uh, Again, this is kind of my personal background, and so it was uh, it was like heart wrenching trying to save this until step four. I want I often <laughs> I often want to do this first, first right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, really critical information that you get in steps one through three. So do that in step four. Step five, I think this is the most unique part of this program because I've never heard of this terminology before. But it's basically uh, it's something I call levers and gauges. So uh, when you ask. Anybody, just uh, you know, your cousins, your parents, people who are not marketing people this, around this room, I think uh, we'll have some better answers. But if you said, hey, how am I going to market this product that I have here? Um, what are the different ways that I can do it? People usually come up with maybe three to five different ways. Like, oh, I can advertise on TV. I can buy Google AdWords. I can use social media somehow. Somehow. So the, uh, when in reality, you know, we'll call those things channels or levers, uh, the different levers that you can pull. There's probably hundreds, if not infinite, an infinite amount of levers that you can pull in, in marketing. So you can run a specific campaign, you can run an event, you can run an event that ties to a digital campaign. I mean, there's so many different things that you can do, which ones are right for you, which ones can you afford to do? That's basically, um, what step five is all about. Uh, step six is building a team. So, uh, this is super hard. It was hard for me. Um, I think this is, uh, uh, you know, I certainly don't teach these seven steps as, um, me having done this perfectly, it's all about the pain and the scars and the, you know, the, <laughs> well, that uh, makes it blood. authentic. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> and it's building a team, not only for, uh, people who want companies with employees, but also solopreneurs who need today, you need a virtual team to really scale, uh, and automate things. So, uh, that's six and then seven, uh, potentially the most important is, uh, leave a thriving legacy. So now that you have this shiny new company, uh, you have a responsibility too. It comes along with responsibility to, um, to make an impact in your community, make a lasting impact for, uh, for your, uh, for your children, for your family, for, you know, the people around you, the people who you uh, give salaries for. I mean, it's a, it's a big deal to have a company. So yeah, those are the seven steps. Wow. Those are awesome. Yeah. I, I'm, I just looked up a quick stat and so it's kind of depressing, but I'm going to read it. Uh -huh. So 
business failure rate, 20% of businesses fail in their first year, 30% of small businesses fail in their second, and 50% fail in five years in business. So they always say that five-year mark is, Mm. you know, like that you made it type of thing. But in your opinion, you know, you started this framework to help businesses get through that, to to increase that success rate. And so out of the steps is, I mean, are they all equally important? Uh, I think they're, they're definitely, the importance is definitely weighted depending on where the company's at. Mm-hmm. So if it's just an idea and you haven't done anything yet, I think step one is probably the most important thing that you can do. If you've been in business for uh, a year or two and you feel like you're plateauing a little bit, um, I think step four and five probably is, uh, step three, four, five probably is uh, the most important. And if you've been in business for five years, 10 years, and you feel like you've plateaued for a while, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think uh, five, six, seven probably is the most important. So almost, you know, even if it's not a new business, at almost any point you can jump in. Totally. On this course yeah, for absolutely. Growth and yep. scale. Okay, scalability. Nice. And so would you say in a particular type of business or any type of business too? I, so I did, the way I designed this is mostly for, is mostly, uh, it's pretty general for any type of business. Okay. Um, but I would, I would imagine that the businesses that would get the most impact out of this would be, um, really low, um, low income requiring or low, uh, startup capital requiring. So okay. there, there are other businesses where like real estate, um, you have to buy a building, right? Um, yeah. so the, this, it throws this off a little bit, um, investments, you know, that it, it kind of throws off a little bit, but most people who have a product or service that, that they're trying to launch out, uh, will make sense. Nice. Okay. So, with the hundred dollar test, are you allowed to give examples of how people would go through that? Or? Yeah. Okay. So my favorite example is uh, you guys know Tim Ferriss around the mm-hmm. table, right? Mm-hmm. So most Heard of your listeners, you. well, yeah, we'll probably know <laughs> Tim Ferriss. Um, so his first book, uh, Four Hour Work Week, extremely popular. Do you guys know how he wrote the second book or how he decided to write the second book? No. no. So um, this is when uh, Barnes and Noble was still around. Um, I guess they're still around, but it's uh, pretty small. Sad. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, what he did was. Uh, and this is so Tim Ferriss, the way to do this. He, instead of writing uh, samples of the book, he designed a book jacket and he went to Barnes and Noble and took books off the shelf and replaced it with his jacket. And then he put it back on the shelf and they sat back and watched as people walked by. <laughs> and so people would walk by and he would score it. If people stopped, he'd give them a point. If he stopped and picked the book, it was two points. If they tried to buy the book. It was like 10 points, right? Um, <laughs> Hope he didn't let and him. so, yeah. uh, he did that for, you know, a couple a few weeks and he realized, uh, Oh, people really want to hear more about this topic. Cause he could write about, he's a polyglot. He's, he could write about basically anything. Uh, so he realized, Oh, it's health and fitness and wellness and sex and, uh, you know, those topics. So he wrote four hour body, uh, which I was on and lost 40 pounds for my wedding, uh, which is great. I gained it all back slowly over the course (laughs) of marriage. Um, I'm on it again, which is great uh, because the new year, what the heck? Um, so in my, in my opinion, that's a great example of a hundred dollar test. It's a low, um, you know, low budget way to not have to build your entire world. You can start to, uh, see if the actual customers are out there to buy your thing. True. Before you go and invest tons of money in time and a website and then nobody comes and you're like, exactly. What the heck happened? Right. Yeah. Uh, so obviously not everybody out there is, is going to be writing a book. And so my, the equivalent of that, in my opinion, is to leverage social media mm-hmm. um, to build fake ads. So you can still build yeah. like a fake ad that 
talks about your product, uh, you might be selling soda and uh, you're not sure what flavor is the best one and you have 10, 10 of them, but you should really focus on three. So build the ads with those 10 flavors and then see which one gets the most clicks. That's true. I mean, we look at like, I think businesses become overwhelmed now because there's so many different marketing options, but with social media or digital or being creative, you can, you can test things pretty quickly and easily. Oh, absolutely. Great advantage. And so do you help people come up with their individual tests depending on the product service that they're pitching? Yeah. So the, the way that the program, this course is designed is uh, flat James. It's like a virtual James on online. Mm-hmm. And so I don't get a chance to talk to every single person uh, okay. unless they sign up for one-to-one coaching, which is costs a little bit more, obviously. Um, but uh, setting up a private Facebook group for uh, other individuals to chime in because they all know what a hundred dollar test is and they can kind of share ideas and post things like that uh, on the forum. Nice. Yeah. Get 10 customers yep. to buy your thing. That's a big one too, because now you've done the testing. Yep. So you need to actually go through with the sales process. Right. Okay. And where do you feel like people tend to st- stumble along these seven steps? Because you said sales is the oh, most yeah. important or well, not the most important, but it's very, very, it's of the most important okay. um, in business altogether. If you can't sell, you, you probably won't get pretty, get very far. You have or to hire be, someone if you can't do yeah, it. Yeah. You have to, you have to sell some, something right okay. <laughs> to, to be in sales or to be in uh, in business. True. So, um, I think the, the mentality shift is all about, um, how people perceive sales. Uh, so I talk about this in the class that I think when I say salesperson, the person, the image that you have in your mind is this like sleazy, used like, car salesman, used car salesman yeah. right? Yeah. And you, everybody feels that way mm-hmm. because I, I think most people think of sales as like, I'm trying to trick you. Mm-hmm. Uh, when really sales is like, I have this great thing and I want you to have this great thing too. So um, when you can shift that mentality to sharing this, um, this joy that you have, right. And preach from the mountaintop. Yeah. And getting, getting other people to get excited about it. Um, you know, then there's things like consulted the sales and then just following up and just, you know, being better at following up than your competitors are. Right. Um, those things are just going to help you win. Yeah. Yeah. I could use help there. Follow up, follow up. It's so hard. It's so hard, but it's, uh, you can automate a lot of it today. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, so that's a good point. You have to, you know, approach it. I think if you really have this business and if you're not drinking your own Kool-Aid, if you're not passionate about that, you can't go out there and preach about it and talk about it and move away from like, I'm here to sell you, but I'm here with, because truly I'm starting this product or the service because it has, it's going to make your life better. Oh, totally. Yeah. Imagine I, you know, I had the soda and I'm like, Hey, are you, are you, do you maybe want to try this? Don't don't worry about it. You know what? Never mind. Don't, don't worry about it. That's like, that's how I would sell if I, if I didn't believe in it. And if I believe that this was going to change your life, I was like this, Alicia, this is exactly what you need. You need to have this thing. And I I wish I'll a story about how it changed your life. Yeah. I wish I could give this to you for free, but I can't. Right. Yeah. Awesome. So a six month runway, how to survive on your budget? Because I think a lot of people who maybe get through those first two steps and they're really excited. They, they know they have this great product, but maybe they didn't really have the, you know, foresight of what is it going to take for startup costs? What is it going to take for me to literally pay my bills? And you, I read all these stories in entrepreneur magazine or online stuff. It's like, we were on the verge of bankruptcy. We were $2 million in debt. I had to sell my dream home and I had to turn it all around. And it's like that, you know, great story because maybe they just didn't have that, that six month plan in place. Yeah. I'd say most people that you hear stories uh, like that from, 
I'd say that they're guessing, you know, they're, they're like, I, you know, we need $10,000 to just survive another two months and I'm crossing my fingers. I'm hoping that we, we do survive. Uh, when in reality you could start to break down how much effort and time and dollars did it take to get this one customer? Mm-hmm. Um, and how, how can I replicate that? You know, how can I get that next customer? Do I have enough time? Do I have enough capital? And so kind of mapping that out, it's fairly simple math. I think it's like fifth grade math that you could probably um, start to map out. Well, I'm right. screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I went to art school? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. So, you can, I mean, you could figure out, all right, well, the baseline, the absolute uh, cheapest that I can survive is going to be three thousand dollars. I can eat ramen. I can, you know, live in a box. I could, yeah, li- live in somebody's <laughs> basement. Um, and so I, I don't need a lot. So if I could sell more than three thousand, well, then I'm going to have an infinite runaway, right? Nice. So it, it's just looking at your finances like that. I think most people are just not. Uh, they're just not breaking it down and holding themselves accountable to the budget. Also, it's scary to look at numbers. I was just going to say, right? The same it's thing, like yeah. that. Well, like this is a make it or break it type of situation, yeah. or a reality check, or mm-hmm. just it, numbers can be really daunting and scary, scary to people. Yeah. I am fueling. Uh, I am fueling the stereotype. I love math. I'm like an Asian, you know, and I think Asians <laughs> love math because we were forced to love math. <laughs> I, I went to math class, like after school class, like mathletics. Yeah, right. uh, Kumon. It's still around. Uh, mm-hmm. I went. Yeah, I went to that. And uh, I, I, I do. I really enjoy looking at the numbers and kind of slicing it up and dicing the part. But um, honestly, uh, I didn't do this on purpose when I started. Mm-hmm. I was better at sales. And so if you keep selling this, you know, the, the three to six month runway just kind of grows because you could do nice. two, two things, right? You can fill the top of the funnel or you can reduce the, the bottom, mm-hmm. um, you know, reduce your costs. So. Uh, we just kept selling. So that was, that was how we grew. Um, but other, I know lots of companies who are like, I, I, if I'm going to run this company, it needs $10,000 a month to survive. So, all right, well, we need to figure out how to get $10,001 a month. And there's a logical, obviously your steps are done in a logical order because, you know, a lot of people go, maybe they made it through the first two steps on their own and they're like, yes, I sold something, but they're not looking at what we call CAC or cost of acquisition, client acquisition cost. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So, My or the, the time frame that it took to get them through the funnel. So That's if right. you're selling a $3 soda, but it took you a week to sell one soda. And $10 of advertising costs. Yeah. Paper and pen and <laughs> markers. And, yeah. <laughs> That's not really a You're good, not a business. Yeah. That's a mm-hmm, hobby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you spend more dollars, then you make, that's a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are, so that's a magical transition too, right? I mean, uh, once your hobby starts to make you money, then it's a business. Yeah. And then, so going on to number four, I like the sun sounds really fun, scaling and looking bigger than you are. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I mean, this is, so I have a, um, you know, design background, uh, graphic design major and uh, culinary major. So I, I really like art. I really like and enjoy telling the story to make people look bigger. That's basically how we started figments. And, um, I think most people out there will, uh, will build it in a way that this, this becomes for some people, this is last on their list. This is like, I'll just put a, I'll make a logo. I'll, do I need a website? I'll just throw just something together. Facebook, you know, why yeah. use a website? Uh, <laughs> just in seething over there. <laughs> I, no, I, I hear this I've gotten that question. Yeah. Do yeah. I need a website? Do you want to be in business? <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's validity, right? Um, imagine like, I guess not, I guess the answer is no, you don't need a website to be a business, but, uh, but what kind of business do you have? Like, are you getting the results that you're looking for as a goal? Probably not. Um, And the magic today. uh, So the quote from Steve jobs, he said this in 1995, 
the smallest company in the world can look as large as the largest company on the web. He said that in 95, which is so visionary. visionary. Yeah. Yeah. Am I allowed to say that on the podcast? And you are now. (laughs) So the internet's being born. He's like, wow, this levels the playing field, right? Um, Kind of an unbelievable, you know, uh, thought process to have in 95. Yeah. Especially since that was the beginning of the web. It was the beginning. Yeah. 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 So really quick. I'll go created that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. That's right. I couldn't resist. Sorry. <laughs> so really quick, a couple ways to look bigger than you do. Have a great website. Maybe do some video marketing. I don't know. What else? Um, have some video marketing. Um Take your naming and branding seriously. Yes. Um, Justin's over here like that one a Preach. Lot. Yeah. Oh, yep. man. I got my hands in there like a Pentecostal. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And then, absolutely. and Justin said it, uh, you know, tell these stories that sound big, right? Mm-hmm. So if you can drop a name from a big brand, drop a, drop a famous person that might like it, you know, call them and say, Hey, would you buy this soda? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You know, I'd, I'd probably try that soda. It's like, Oh, this famous person said, he'd try soda. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's marketing to, to take those, those like little pieces and craft them into content and yeah. stories. And yeah, exactly. So leverage or lever levers engages. This is what is did I get that one right? Yeah. Next so up? um ooh, in in a short amount of time. So I'm gonna try to fly through this. But levers engages is all about um what I can actively do to see better results. Uh, okay. so see more leads happen, see increase in uh traffic, better conversion rates, um, all that stuff matters. And there's lots of different things that I can do to start to start different levers I can pull to make that happen. Yeah. It sounds like that's a really in-depth one mm-hmm. in depth. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say that is a big piece. That's all marketing right there. Mm-hmm. And my advice is work with a professional. Yeah. <laughs> right? No doubt. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. even, you know, even if you have to barter, but work with a professional to get your marketing in order, because there are so many levers and so many gauges right. that you could put in place, but you need to put the right ones because they, in place. You know which ones. At the very least to consult with them. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yes. And, exactly. and to guide you in the right path. And then, I mean, you can do all of this yourself. It's just, you just have to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. You got to yeah. be willing to learn. And, you know, it, yeah, exactly. You could go read a bunch of articles, look at a bunch of YouTube videos, or you could go and have a two hour consultation with somebody who's already done this. Right. Save yourself a lot of time. Exactly. Take the course. Take the course. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Re- don't reinvent the wheel, right? Yeah. 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 We're, I mean, why? We're, if you don't have to, well, no, I agree. why would you? I agree. So what are we at? We're building the team. What does a team look like? This is, uh, um, this is probably the hardest lesson that I learned in business um, was... I'm an efficiency guy. I, um, I like to do everything efficiently. Um, my wife hates that. Um, but, uh, I realized that loving people is on purpose, the least efficient thing that you can do. It's the opposite of it being efficient. So you cannot love people efficiently. Right. And, uh, I hate that. And I realized that too late in business and it broke a lot of, ter- it created a lot of bad relationships, bad, you know, bad communication, bad, uh, dynamic. And so, um, that shift, uh, really makes, uh, kind of your understanding of how you need to treat people, whether they're in India and Philippines or they're next across the desk from you. Right. Um, so that, that's a, that's a big part, but also being able to scale using those outside teams is kind of a big deal. So do you mean like hiring someone just not because you like them or is that what you mean? Or yeah, sure. I mean, that's part of it, but, um, treating them like a human being, like I would, uh, you know, very often, especially early on, I would treat them like a cog. Okay, great. You're, you know, you're doing these 10 things and, 
I'm over here doing these things and great, you know, yeah. that's, you're often doing that. Um, very often when we grew and we had, you know, two people as designers, I was like, Oh, you, the first one I heard, number one, you are now this guy's boss. <laughs> Have a good day. You know, and I would leave. And that was, that was a terrible way to, you know, train. I was, there's no two. training process. There's, you know, no, that's very unloving. It's a very inefficient way to do it at the end of the day. So I guess if your advice would be, I'm sorry, Alicia, if you're going to be inefficient anywhere in your business, it would be this area here. uh, Me personally? Yeah. If you, if you were looking at it going, well, if there's going to be one component of this, it's going to be not so efficient. It'll be building these relationships. Even in the efficiency that you create here, there's going to be inefficiencies in the way that you treat people. Right. Um, And I think that's kind of the the punchline in this step, but there are efficiencies that you can create through remote teams and things like that as a solopreneur and okay. outsourcing, outsourcing your stuff, finding a, finding professionals. But, um, yeah, you're going to, this is going to be the hardest one to master, I think. Okay. So you go through these seven steps We're coming up to the seventh step, but you go through these seven steps online, James, and about how long in your course? Uh, so they're timed out every two weeks. Um, okay. but then also every month there's a live Q and a, uh, and then that Facebook uh, group that is ongoing. So what if you're, you know, you're going through this, you're not ready yet to have a team. Do you help the um, business owner, entrepreneur, like come up with that vision of a team? Uh, if they're, if I'm helping them coach or if I'm doing coaching with them, for sure. Uh, otherwise they get some feedback from the rest of the class, the cohort that's in it. Um, and I would say that um, there are lots of different tools that you can use that the course is filled with links to different software and different recommendations that I have. And you can always go back to the, like you like these are available for them forever. Yes. Yeah. But the, the unique thing about this one is that it's timed out. So, um, so if you take the, uh, when you start, you only get the first uh, class and then you, mm. uh, you get the class kind of as you go. You don't get them all at once. Nice. Oh, you can't binge, huh? <laughs> you, yeah, you don't binge. <laughs> Not the Netflix model. Okay. Can I do one quick, uh, for your listeners, can I do a quick offer for them? Uh, I wanted to give them uh, the free intro to the class. And um, anybody who signs up will give them uh, the biggest discount that we've, that we've had or been giving out. And uh, one person who signs up just for the free intro will get a free entry into the program. Oh, like a, like a contest or a raffle? Nice. Cool. Very cool. Wow. So bringing us to number seven. Oh yes. All right. Well, this one I think is one that people overlook, right? Cause they're just like in the weeds getting started. They're not, they don't. And then this one's exciting though. Leaving a legacy for your, yeah. What What does does it mean? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's exactly the question. What is What does the company mean? Right. Mm -hmm. What is, uh, what kind of mark are you going to leave? I love this idea. Um, it kind of is phrased in this one way, which I think is genius. Uh, if your company were to disappear, who would notice, who would feel the impact of that? Uh, and if you, if your answer is nobody, that's bad. (laughs) Um, if your answer is, uh, you know, I guess we wouldn't have an income anymore or, you know, my family would suffer. That's not great. Think about, how how impactful you are to the community uh, you are by not only giving giving your time giving your resources um, by the you know the clients that you serve the you know the people that you interact with um, you should you should be lasting a positive impact you know you should be making a mark and a dent in, in the community I like this one I love that one because I think when you start out it's so hard to envision how things will be when you are selling the business or yeah. leaving the business that exit strategy that when you can sit down and think about this, it brings you back to your vision, your why, 
really being able to dig in on that. And that's part of your marketing. And that can keep you excited when you have that long-term vision in place from the start. Totally. Yeah. So that's really cool. And honestly, I'm going to say I, I have not done number seven. I mean, I'm probably missing a few other steps in depth. But. I don't think I've done it either. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think the, I think your desire is there, right. To, to do it. And you're thinking about it. It's in the back of your mind. Um, I would, you know, when you go through the course, there's a, there's a part in that last part that, uh, thriving that talks about, um, having the heart for that early and mm-hmm. figuring out what breaks your heart. Right. So side thrive, this course, um, I call it side thrive working title. We'll see if it stays like side, it. Thrive. Like side thrive, it, yeah. side thrive. It's like side hustle, but not just hustle. Right. Thriving. Yeah, thriving. You know? yeah. Um, so and I'm sure you've already, you've got a logo and everything all Sort of. Yeah. I mean, I slapped it together. Yeah. (laughs) It looks bigger than it is, Uh, but it's uh, sidethrive.com. So if you want to sign up and and check it out, go there. But um, this is my, this is my side thrive. I really enjoy seeing, you know, these entrepreneurs succeed. I want to see, I want to see small businesses um, uh, see their full potential realized. That's the mission of figments and myself and myself. So um, this is part of seeing that mission fulfilled. Uh, So, yeah. Nice. So any last closing points on, you know, what, anything that you can think of to sum up the seven steps, sum up the seven steps. Um, yeah. Take the course, take the course. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah I think, I think step seven is that, is that good summary is mm-hmm. that, um, you, if you're willing to go into business, it's not just this shiny thing. It's not just a shiny object. It is a responsibility. Right. Yeah. And, um, if you are up for it, there's an amazing world that comes along with it of, um, this, you have an asset, you have uh, tax write-offs, you have this ability to impact uh, people, not just your internally yourself, your family, your employees, yeah. your community, uh, your clients, everybody you serve. And there's so many good things that can, that can come out of it again, but it's a big responsibility. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm excited to try to get people through that. Nice. Awesome. And you already said the website, but just to kind of side thrive, S I D E T H R I V E.com. Nice. Side thrive. And they can also find you on, uh, I'm on LinkedIn and, uh, I guess that's Facebook is probably the most active place that I'm at, but, uh, James at figments works. If you want to go there, F I G M I N T S. We'll put all that in the show notes. Sure. Absolutely. Awesome. So thank you so much. Thank you guys. Thank you. This is always fun. Oh, great. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed. But thank you so much. And uh, we will uh, catch everyone next time, I guess. All right. Till then. See ya. See ya. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content. You can also find us on Facebook and our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.